Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. This is 3CR Breakfast. Alternative news, analysis and current affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am to 8.30am. Good morning, you're listening to Tuesday Breakfast with myself, Ayan, and sitting across from me, dipping her... Um, what's that? Tea bag? It's a tea bag. It's a tea bag. Yes, it is. Um, is Anya. Good morning. You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and we pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Yes, we have such an amazing show. And we have a rally to Spruik as well that's happening today at 10 a.m. called Save Footscray Park. Mm. And we have Gemma from Save Footscray Park campaign coming on to talk about that rally and also Footscray Park and what it means to the community and why we need to protect it as well. Mm. Um, so Gemma was on a couple of weeks ago, and I think a lot of things have happened since then. So it would be really nice to get a bit of an update on on people power and what they've been doing um, in the last few weeks. That would be really good. That would be, yes. We've also got a special song <laughs> that we'll be playing later. Yes, we will. Uh, a little something, something. The video clip is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like of Footscray residents or park goers and everyone's sort of got like banners and stuff. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, but also later um, we will have Paul... Uh, Sutton, who is from the OHS reps. So he's coming in to talk about all about safety and ways we can go home safely and um, online, I guess, online uh, platforms that people can sort of go on and learn information about um, OHS. And there's there's even this, like, agony aunt advice column Mm. called Ask Renetta. So, um, yeah, people send in letters and then they answer questions. It's really cute. So I can't wait to That's um, amazing. talk to Paul about that. Yes. Yeah. And we've also got someone very special coming in from IRL Info Shop, um, which is a radical space and in, in bookshop um, in Footscray about a very important event that they're hosting. I don't want to give, give away too much, but that'll be really, really good. It's for a very important campaign um, and it's an excellent event. So I'm really looking forward to talking to her about it as well. Uh, so that's all the interviews that we have for today. In between, we're going to be bringing you some of the special content. But maybe we'll um, we'll play a song. What do you think? Mm, definitely, we'll we'll play some Lizza. We can play some Lizza, but uh, yeah. language warning. Yes, <laughs> definitely language warning. If you have tiny children in your car or people who get offended by um, you know words, um, please switch off your radio for about three minutes. Don't panic, there is a Planet B. Come along to a sparkling night of progressive comedy at Greenleaf Weekly's annual comedy debate. 
Join Masters of Ceremonies, Rod Quantock, with Sean Bedlam, Duff, Fiona Scott-Norman, Hellchild, Kirsty Mack and Tom Tanuki. Tickets are $50 Solidarity, $30 Regular, $22 Low-Waged and $12 Concession. There'll be a bar and the opportunity to buy a delicious dinner. Friday the 26th of July, 6.30pm at the Brunswick Town Hall. Don't panic, there is a Planet B, a fundraiser for the radical newspaper Green Left Weekly. Bookings are essential, phone 9639 8622 or go to trybooking.com forward slash BDHTX. Green Left Weekly is a 3CR supporter. Victoria's roadside drug testing program is not about road safety. In last year's governmental inquiry into drug law reform, it was noted that Victoria's RDT program is falling behind on latest evidence regarding impairment. Currently, Victoria Police can charge people for detection of either cannabis, amphetamines or MDMA. But those detections do not correlate with impairment. Impaired drivers should be removed from the roads and that's why we're urging an inquiry into Victoria's RDT scheme to ensure that the resources that are currently employed to make our roads safer are being properly used to make our roads safer. Help us refocus road safety onto what makes roads safe. Sign the e-petition parliament.vic.gov.au forward slash council forward slash petitions. And look for the Inquiry into Drug Driving Reform, Petition 117. A 3CR supporter. It will be worth the effort to get to Darwin from the 2nd to the 4th of August for the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's National Conference. Australia at the Crossroads. Time for an independent foreign policy. Held under the ominous shadow of US-China contention and US-Australia military exercises for war on China, discussion and speakers will address the social and economic cost of militarism to Australia, the impact of militarism on the environment and the dangers posed to our peace and security by stationing US troops in Darwin. For more details, head to the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's website at ipan.org.au. IPAN is a 3CR You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio with myself, Anya, and Ayan, beautiful Ayan in the studio, who's doing all the panelling today. Um, You just heard a wonderful, wonderful song by Lizzo. It's called Tempo. It's now over, so if you switched off your radio in fear of the language, you know, don't fear anymore. We're back, child-friendly. <laughs> Such a radio. good song. We had to like really yeah. get in that mind frame Such of. A good song. It's so early, but and we're feet, like Missy Elliott as well. It's like yeah, yeah. oh, two boss yeah. women. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Lizzo is just you know, I mean her music is incredible. Um, she's a favorite of Candy Bowers, so automatically she's a favorite of ours. But like her message of you know self-love and acceptance is just, it's just incredible. And yeah. she does it in a way which is so, you know, unapologetic and, and just and she's so talented. Anyway, I will stop now. But go listen to Lizzo. Um I just wanted to quickly promote uh, a thing that is happening at three C R that I'm might be involved in. Um, which I am involved in. It's called QR Code and it's a podcast um 
for queers by queers in discussing uh, very interesting and diverse topics. Um, it's a series of eight episodes. Um, each episode drops every last Friday of the month. So the next one will be airing this Friday at 4.30 on In Your Face, which is the longest running LGBTIQ show in Australia, I want mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Mad love to James mm. and MV. James and MV. They've been running this show for ages. It's a great show. So this podcast will episode will drop um, during the show, and then it will also be available as a podcast after. Um, I just wanted to give a quick plug that the next one that's dropping this Friday um, is uh, about access to healthcare for trans and gender diverse folks. Um, and the team is very diverse. We are very different people, and we've made an effort to talk to very, very different people. And the people who will be featured on this Friday's episode are also really, really cool, very interesting. Um, and, yeah, you might hear things that you don't necessarily hear from from anywhere else. So mm. it's a quick plug. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, related to this. Mm. Um, what, what What's it like doing pre-records compared to, <laughs> to live, radio. live shows? You know, initially I hated it um, because I didn't know how to self-regulate. So I'll bring in guests and then I'll talk to them for hours because it'll be super interesting. And then later on have a really difficult time cutting it down to like, you know, seven minutes or, or whatever because content mm. was so incredible. Yeah. So initially it was really difficult and I, you know, found it. Um, yeah, really tough instead of having to do a live interview and having a set time of 10 minutes or, or whatever. Yeah. But now that I've done it once and that was a steep learning curve, it's actually not that bad. Mm. Yeah, and you get to you get to sound more professional as well because you can just chop away all the parts where you fumbled or you don't really like and you can re-record parts of it, that mm. you, you know. Which if you're a perfectionist, I would think, is really difficult Good thing I'm not. So, mm, mm. yeah. And what about when it comes to finding content? Mm. Um, well, finding people who are comfortable with talking about these sort of multi-layered sensitive issues. Mm. What's that been like? How have you been mm. scouting, I suppose? I think a lot of it has been word of mouth. Um, a lot of people who I've talked to on the episodes I was in charge of have been friends, um, you know, part of the wider queer community. And so, you know, they they trust me to use their stories in a non-exploitative, sensitive manner. So it's been through word of mouth. But also, I think I underestimated how much people do want to talk about the experiences because everyone wants to feel less alone. Mm. And um, they know that their story will be helpful to someone out there. So it's been really nice. People have been very, very willing to share and... Uh, their time, their knowledge, um, and everything. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's really nice. So, when is it on again? So it's on Friday, this Friday. So it's every last Friday of the month on the show In Your Face, which is from four four to five. Yeah. Or is it four thirty? Yeah, four to five. Um, the actual episode drops at four thirty, so halfway through, uh, and it will also be available as a podcast. But you should listen to In Your Face anyway. Yeah. It's a great show. Exactly, exactly. Beautiful. Mm. Okay, so let's get some local acts. We have right now um, P Unique with Queen with Color. Oh, 
El Dorado, the story of Scudiez, is the story of a fight of a small community in northern Greece against a multinational-owned gold mine project that threatens their homes and lives. A grassroots movement is fighting against the destruction of the environment caused by the extraction methods and for democratic control over the most crucial basic resources, water, air and land. It shows Greece in the era of social and economic crisis where the rights of communities and the environment collide with big business and profit. This screening will be followed by a performance by Bandidas playing classic Rembetica songs of love and loss, pain and pleasure at Café Gummo, 711 High Street, Thornbury on Saturday the 10th of August at 7.30pm. Entry will be by gold coin donation and all funds will go to 3CR. love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian made and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio with the wonderful Ayan and myself, Anya. I'm quite wonderful too. Thank you. <laughs> um, you just heard from P. Unique uh, and the song was Queen with Colour. We just thought we'd chime in and give you a bit of an update on what's happening with the Jabwarang Heritage um, Protection Embassy. Um, that's uh, So for people who, who are not super familiar with, with what's been happening, the Jabwarang Heritage Protection Embassy was protecting the sacred birthing trees on Jabwarang country, um, sort of close to Ararat, um, and it was saving uh, birthing trees from a planned highway extension that would have destroyed... Um, that beautiful landscape and, and, you know, trees that are incredibly important and really culturally important to um, the people, uh, the traditional owners there. So, you know, the people have been getting really mobilised and have been protecting this this land for a while now while they were trying to get a protection application in to prevent the trees from being um, destroyed, basically. Um, the last thing that I've heard um, was that the application was unsuccessful and so um, the Vic police um, or whoever is involved in um, in this um, destruction mm-hmm. is moving in really quickly to get rid of the people there and, and to go ahead with um, getting rid of the trees for the planned highway construction. Yeah. So we've um, got a lot of calls for people to go up there and um, uh, be part of the, the action to stop that from happening, but also there are links that you can donate some money to if you can't do it. Um, any sort of promotion on social media to get more information out there is also absolutely welcome. Um, the last thing that I heard maybe about a, a day ago was that, that they urgently needed numbers as the embassy had information that they'll be receiving an eviction notice imminently. So mm. police might be moving in any time soon. Um, so if you can, please go out there and support um, the, you know, the mob that's already there. 
And right now, I thought we would play um, some, like a snippet, maybe a five to ten minute snippet of a talk by Alison Whitaker. So Alison Whitaker is the amazing poet, thinker, writer, extraordinaire. So she was on the Wheeler Center for the F Word talk, which is basically a series that features Australian writers. So um, in this talk, she'll talk a bit about justice for black women in law and literature. Uh, welcome to the, um, to the F Word Address with Alison Whitaker. Uh, Nam, the, the place where city literature sits on the banks of the Birrawang, has had people living here for countless years. Stories older than so-called civilization were once told here, and still are. This place, like any other place on this stolen continent, was a place of story. If you are a settler, you are complicit in the loss of country and culture unless you resist with us, unless you fight against genocide. And I would like to acknowledge that we are meeting today on the stolen, unceded land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and acknowledge their elders past and present. I give love and strength to the young ones who will be the elders of the future. These are trying times. We need to be strong. And welcome to the F Word Address with Alison Whitaker. We'll begin with an address from Alison. Following that, Alison and I will have a half-hour conversation and there will be time for questions for the audience after that. Now, Alison Whitaker describes herself in her bio as a Gomeroy multitasker from the floodplains of Gunnedah, New South Wales. She's a Fulbright Scholar in Law and currently a Research Fellow in the Jumbunna Institute for Indigenous Education and Research and one of my personal favourite poets. Her two volumes of poetry, Lemons in the Chicken Wire and Black Work, are published from Magabala Books. Lemons of the Chicken Wire won the Black and White Prize the year before I did, and we shared an editor on our two debut books. The, her writing in the, her poetry is incandescent and is that more than her legal scholarship that excites me personally. And I'm excited to be here to introduce her here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Alison Whitaker. Feminism isn't new to this place. War on Rwandri country, where women stoke complex alliances within and outside of Kulin nations as diplomats and warriors. We're here on those terms, Wurundjeri terms, unceded terms. I acknowledge Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and any Wurundjeri mob present today. When John Batman and John Pascoe Faulkner turned up in 1835 to this country, they brought with them implements of colonization whose ramifications we're feeling today. Some ramifications are obvious, some less. I'm delivering this speech in English, which is one, and I'm delivering it to predominantly non-Kulin people, and that's another. I'm delivering it in the Wheeler Center, a neat little venue for books, writing, and ideas attached to the State Library of Victoria, a public library which, while a testament to the importance of public literacy, could only be built because someone tried to demolish something else. Wurundjeri mob were deprived of their food sources, their territory, their ecosystems, and their lives to build this place. And then those things were hurriedly archived in places like this, all around the continent and the globe. Stories were wrenched from Rwandari hands, which are still being actively deprived of them today. 
It reverberates. Not far from here, Jaburong sacred trees were threatened with demolition on the same day as an important hearing in the inquest into Auntie Tanya Day's death. The violence against black women in the state of Victoria, a state to which we're told to look as a model of feminist hope, is thorough, coordinated, and cruel. That's the context in which we're talking about black feminist storytelling here today. What I'm here to talk to you about are some of the stories we as First Nations feminists weave to protect it from colonization. The ones we tell in Australian settler law and literature. The stories tell us more than what they say on the page or at the bench. They show us power, real power, patriarchal and colonial power. We're at a time when the story has come to ground in a way that gubs are even finding it hard to ignore. The temperature soars, they drain our rivers, our fish die and ecosystems collapse. There's close to no more urgent time to think about story and power. And that period of urgency began on this continent in the 1700s. As the story of colonization comes to ground even heavier, the rivers die and they'll take us with them. Before the big Menindee fish kills or the draining of the Nemoy, a river on which I grew up, before our latest historically hot summer, I was on this very stage talking about poetry. Someone in the audience asked, can poetry change the world? I think they were expecting a different answer, one about the inherent power of poetry in the hands of black women. It's one I've given in the past, but could not get my throat to give again. That offhand little question kept me up at night since. Because if the storytelling I did can't change my world, then why am I here? Since that person asked it, a few things have happened. Indigenous women are going to prison at escalating rates, and we know there's a significant link between their incarceration and their experiences of family violence. An Aboriginal woman in the Northern Territory was breathalyzed and arrested for drinking in her own home, and the Supreme Court just earlier this week found police lacked the authority to do so. The removal of Indigenous kids is accelerating, and increasingly punishing procedures in child protection are making it harder to get them back to their mob. The Northern Territory government passed laws to expand the use of restraint devices, shackles, hoods, and solitary confinement in youth prisons which in the Northern Territory are entirely populated with indigenous young people. And just a few months ago, a black baby doll was placed at the Aboriginal Advancement League with a noose around its neck. Whether story makes an impact amongst all of this is a quiet little terror I've carried with me. It grew even larger when Nayuka Gori said at the Stella Prize long listing, while the colony grinds down First Nations in predictable but horrifying ways. Is what we're doing as writers nice, but frivolous? They asked, does it matter? There's a lot of talk about the resurgence of poetry sales in a time of Western political tumult and uncertainty. In 2007, the growth was at about 20%. The Guardian and its experts attribute the resurgence of popular poetry to its potency as a political medium, citing similar spurts during civil unrest in 1980s UK. What's clear that, 
for whatever reason, be it its brevity, its subjectivity, or its punchiness, poetry is back, and it's got a social offering. For all poets, lawyers, and political organizers, this should trigger our interest. There's a sense that poetry is doing something vital, but what? Is it going to change the world? Undoubtedly, yes, but change is never ensured. It's not always positive, and it's almost never big, and there's no guarantee that the world it changes is ours. Nothing, especially not storytelling, is neutral. The British Army are using poetry to teach the terms of engagement to their troops. CEOs are prescribing poetry to their workers to enhance their productivity and creativity. Dorothy McKellar lay on her lush properties in the Currumbidi homestead and wrote My Country, a poem about how my country, Gomorrah country, resisted her and how she loved its untamable power anyway as she tried to tame it. She joined a tradition of white women's storytellers who built a colony with their words. As Professor Larissa Barrett described in Finding Eliza, where white women's projected vulnerability drove white heroic conquests onto country and bodies. Eliza Fraser plotted fantastical lies of torture at the hands of butcher people, mob who looked after her following a shipwreck, stories which shaped and motivated massacres and war crimes against those very people and others. Dorothy and Eliza both painted florid targets on our backs using stories that continue to have anti-feminist impacts in Australian law and politics. I straddle both writing and law, like many First Nations women, and I see the same conversations happening in both disciplines about telling our stories for social good. Like literature, there's a frenetic push towards truth-telling as justice in the legal sphere. We hear calls for royal commissions into black terrors, and we get them as a matter of routine. We get wide apologies and confessions, and above all, Australian law takes its lens closer and closer to black suffering and watches with fascination as it grows, but little changes. So my answer to can storytelling change the world is yes, but. Yes, but, I told them on this stage six months ago, it can only do what we make it do. Storytelling is a tool for feminist organizing when feminists organize with it. 3CR broadcasters present over 100 radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. Comme moi dans notre community radio, please subscribe now. Testimonia ila ila 3CR community radio araja al ishtrak al an. Ningal ungalin samuha vanali 3CR ai kettukondirukkirgal. Indre inaiyungal. Están escuchando Radio Comunitaria 3CR. Suscríbete ahora. Netsuketsek Radio i Gayaranin Horatsanguda Melbumi High Kaotin. Hima artsanakrevetsek iper 3CR i antam. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities, discussing diverse and intersecting topics on In Your Face on the last Friday of every month or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR Code. And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR. Funded by the City of Yarra.
You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio with Ayan and myself, Anya. You just listened to part of a, a podcast called The um, F Word, uh, which was a speech that incredible poet and Gomorrah woman uh, Alison Whitaker did at the Wheeler Centre earlier this year. The rest of the podcast is available on the Wheeler Centre podcast um, uh, device on your phones. Um, and you can find it on all your usual podcast um, spaces. Up next, we are very, very excited to be talking to a really incredible person from IRL InfoShop, Asia. Thank you for joining us today this morning, Asia. Hi, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. So tell us about yourself and about IRL InfoShop. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so my name is Asia. Uh, I'm, I'm a youth mental health uh, worker by profession. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I'm involved in, in a bunch of community organizing as well. Uh, part of which is the brunch collective, which mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about later. Mm-hmm. Um, and IRL is, um, is an, is an info shop. Um, uh, it's actually a physical space in, in West Footscray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's collectively run. Um, and it's a community space that invites people to, um, uh, yeah, come and run their, their own events. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, just sort of hang out together and, uh, you know, learn and challenge and disrupt the different systems that maintain oppression. Beautiful. That sounds wonderful. So it's, um, yeah. I mean, it's a space for like-minded people to come together and create radical events and... Ideas. Yeah, yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I should also mention that IRL hosts a library called Incendium Radical Library, which mm-hmm. is an incredible collection of books. Uh, yeah, available to the public when when it's open, so Beautiful. people can either browse books um, at the space or borrow them as well. Beautiful. And tell us about this upcoming event that is hosted by IRL that you, you're here this morning to talk to us about. Yeah, totally. So the event is going to be happening this Saturday, and it's one of our uh, solidarity brunches, mm-hmm. which actually happen every uh, last Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it started about a year ago, and the idea is to... Uh, just have sort of yummy food and drinks and invite people to come and share food uh, by donation. Uh, and each time we fundraise for a different um, movement or a grassroots organization that has, um, yeah, that, that, that usually can't rely on government funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is, um, what is the cause that you're supporting or this, this time around? Yeah, so this time we're support, supporting the Free Hair mm-hmm. uh, campaign, which was started by uh, Debbie Kilroy from Sisters Inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the aim of the campaign is to literally free women in WA from prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so WA has this really <laughs> terrible, terrible laws that mean that people can, can be imprisoned for unpaid fines. Mm-hmm. Um, which we will also invite people to write a letter to um, to the attorney general mm-hmm. to to change this discriminatory law. Mm. Uh, 
But, you know, in the meantime, the aim of this campaign is to pay these uh, outstanding fines and uh, warrants to, yeah, bail women out from prison. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I should mention that, obviously, these this laws um, affect disproportionately Aboriginal single moms who mm-hmm. just do not have means to, yeah, to pay these fines. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a beautiful cause to support. Um, and what what can people expect at the event? So what's actually going to happen at the event? Mm. Yeah, so we're going to open at ten thirty, and people can um, come in, sit at the table. We have one big collective table where everyone can sit around and chat. Mm-hmm. So, so it's fine if you just want to come by yourself. Usually, there will be uh, other folks who can, came by themselves, and uh, yeah, you can just, you can just chat to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then you can browse our brunch menu and order some incredible food and drinks, and you know, you can grab a book from the IRL collection and have a read if you like. Um, you can chat to us about the campaign that we're fundraising for. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what if um, if people can't make it to the event on Saturday? Is there any other way they can support this campaign? Uh, yeah. So people can jump on GoFundMe and uh, and just browse for um, for the words "free her" mm-hmm. and the campaign should pop up. Beautiful. Yeah. So people can uh, yeah people can donate directly to Sisters Inside. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It sounds wonderful. And yeah, we'll see you on no Saturday. Worries. Yeah, cool. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Accent to women. It seems so obvious to me that if you live in a, in a completely violent um, cultural milieu that it's going to translate into every aspect of women's lives. Accent to women. What's a border? They don't see it like a big wall right along the... How can people live ordinary lives when they're living in such an extraordinary situation where there are two, where there are armies there and terrorists there and such conflict every single day of their lives? Accent Women. A show by and about women from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. Every Monday from 11am on Community Radio 3CR. Hey you, you who are listening. We haven't reached our target yet, but you can help us out. Log into our website, 3cr.org.au, or call us on 94198377 and give us some support. Help us keep running this radio for another year. We need you. 3CR broadcasters present over 100 radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. Comme moi da dinga Trisia Community Radio please subscribe now. Just come on ila ila Trisia Community Radio araja al ishtrak al an. Ningal ungalin samuha vanali Trisia rai kettukondirukkirgal. Indre ninaiyungal. Están escuchando Radio Comunitaria 3CR. Suscríbete ahora. Metsukketse Radio Igaranin Boratanguda Melbourne High Kaotin. Himartsanakrevetsek ipr Trisia ri antam. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. 
Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000. A 3CR supporter. From every corner of the land, womankind arise! Women on the Line, a current affairs program devoted to women's voices, covering a diversity of women's interests and hearing women's perspectives on current affairs. Erosion of human rights leads directly and inevitably to erosion of human security. We do not accept the denial of our right because the right to have a say over our country is our life. Women on the Line. Tune in on Mondays at 8.30am and Wednesdays at 6am on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. And streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing white fellows learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune in to Fire First every Wednesday from 11am to 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Good morning. You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast with myself, Ayan. Sitting across from me is Anya. And George and Zoya are not in, but they will be back. So that beautiful song that you just heard was called Black and Deadly by The Last Connection. Um, so that's a really great track uh, that Anya, I think, heard for the first time, which she also liked very much. Um, we will... Uh, at 8 o'clock, we have an interview coming up that you should definitely stick around for. It's with Paul Sutton, who is the lead organiser from OHS Reps. So that's something to look forward to. to 3CR Radiothon 94198377 or check our website 3cr.org.au
Three Songs for 3CR on August 3rd brings solos, duos, trios and five choirs to raise funds for Music Sans Frontières. The Oratory, Abbotsford Convent, 7.30pm, Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets at the door or go to www.boite.com.au. The Boite is a 3CR supporter. So, before we hear from Paul Sutton, we will be hearing from Gemma to look at ways we can save the Footscray Park. Um, and we thought we'd play a tune all about saving, um, saving, I guess, the environment or land from corporate greed. Oh, I love that song so, so, so much. And if you're, if you are a Sandra Bullock's fan, you will know that that song is the theme song for Two Weeks Notice with Hugh Grant. So, um, Anya's looking at me like I've lost my mind, but it's a, <laughs> it's a really cute movie. So it's a movie where I think Sandra is trying to protect the community center from being demolished. Oh. And Hugh Grant is this like billionaire who, um, yeah, hires her. Yeah, yeah right. Who, who I just his company is trying to I just can't, get rid of uh, it. Yeah, you know, picture you <laughs> watching that movie. Ah, uh, what are you? Oh, I almost <laughs> swore. I, I, you almost took me there. Okay, let's you turn, almost took me out of my prayers. You took me out of my prayers. Um, what do you mean, Sandra Bullock's is? Well, she was amazing until she did Blind Spot, and then I don't know what happened to her. But she had a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miss Congeniality is one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, my sister too. Mm. And Speed, Speed is pretty, pretty impressive. Speed two, not so, <laughs> not so much. So Don't make sequels. Definitely please. skip that. Yeah, skip that. <laughs> um, yeah. So we will be back with an interview with Gemma um, about saving the Footscray Park. FreeCR is a community radio license holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children, and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. 3CR's Radical Radio book is now on sale for just $30. You can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3CR.org.au. So the 
council have a footscrape park master plan. A part of it is to hand over public land. So Melbourne Victory build a soccer academy. To say it's disuse and passive is a reality. A large part of the park is gonna be lost. Given to a private company for no cost. The precious floodplains, what they will be leasing. Less space as our population's increasing. The park's for the people, not for profit, thank you. Locals pay rent, but Melbourne Victory won't have to. The second richest sports team in the country. Why should they get public land for free? Three soccer fields are what they want to introduce. The Western Lawn would mainly be for private use. A beautiful view is what they're going to spoil. A hybrid toxic turf won't be good for the soil. They want to build ten floodlight towers there. Now it's a place only a select few can share. Council said the land was disused, that isn't fair. They're the ones that left it in a state of disrepair. The grounds don't get used, we see through the lies. Cause how can a view be underutilized? Some kids don't play sport and go for the serenity. So they'll be excluded from this great amenity. Losing the space for many will be devastating. Where will the open space be for future generations? Council should live up to people's expectations and protect one of Footscray's only open spaces. News of reckon the park is hard to hear. It's been around for over a hundred years. It was built by the people of Footscray. Don't take the natural beauty of it away. This land should never be up for grabs. One of the biggest Edwardian parks this country has. So to mess it up would be twisted. Footscray Park is heritage listed. They want to give a corporate sports team tenancy. Having no social conscience is not right ethically. Council member Stephen Wall, don't leave us saddened. You said if people don't want this, it won't happen. Out here in the city of Maribyrnong, there is already so much sport going on. How will people feel when the stunning view is gone? Go to safefootscraypark.com. FreeCR is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000. A 3CR supporter. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. It will be worth the effort to get to Darwin from the 2nd to the 4th of August for the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's National Conference. Australia at the Crossroads, time for an independent foreign policy. Held under the ominous shadow of US-China contention and US-Australia military exercises for war on China, discussion and speakers will address the social and economic cost of militarism to Australia, the impact of militarism on the environment and the dangers posed to our peace and security by stationing US troops in Darwin. For more details, head to the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's website at ipan.org.au. IPAN is a 3CR supporter. Hey you, you who are listening, we haven't reached our target yet, but you can help us out. Log into our website 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377 and give us some support. Help us keep running this radio for another year. We need you. And you're listening to Tuesday Breakfast with myself, Ayan. I was going to call myself Anya, but you know, that's what happens when the names sound sort of similar. Um, you're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 8.55 a.m. The time is 8.04 and we have on the line with us um, Gemma who will be talking about why, um, ways we can save um, Footscray Park. And she is from the Save Footscray Park campaign. Welcome to Tuesday Breakfast, Gemma. Good morning. Um, so first up, what's the campaign about? So the reason the campaign exists is that our local council, the Maribyrnong Council, um, have concocted a plan with Melbourne Victory um, Football or Soccer Club, um, which uh, importantly is a, is a for-profit company owned by um, shareholders and owned by a very, very, very rich person who's personally worth $60 million. Um, and between them, they've come up with a plan to start a new soccer academy in the western suburbs, and their ideal location um, for it is smack bang in the middle of our heritage-listed park in an area with very little green space already. Mm. And the and Footscray Park, it's not just a park for the locals, because where I'm from, I'm not from Footscray, but I know family and friends who use the Footscray Park for all sorts of things, whether it's like weddings, whether it's like, especially during Eid, we have like Eid prayers um, for Muslims. So like everyone comes out, there's like hundreds of people coming out to use that space. What will happen if that space is, you know, taken away, I suppose? Yeah, so the space that's um, set aside for the Melbourne Victory is a really huge part of the park. Um, and so there will still be an area of the park that, that's maintained, and that's the one with the barbecues and the like. But the concern that we have is that then it'll force everyone who uses the park into one tiny little part of the park, which you're absolutely right. Um, one of the reasons I adore the park, and I really do love it, um, is because it's used by um, people not only from Footscray but across the western suburbs and Melbourne more broadly, but a really... Um, vibrant mix of different communities. So, you know, you walk along on a nice warm summer's day and you'll see people having community barbecues, um, picnics, uh, people playing cricket, some people playing rugby, you know, people just walking their dogs and they're from all different, um, you know, um, community backgrounds. 
Um, and, you know, I think one of the things that we really risk in this is a real loss of community and, and community space. Mm. And, you know, when I think about all all the land that's that's up for grabs now, especially with um, Jarup Warong, um, a sacred birthing tree, that's so there's that and then there's the Footscray Park. It just seems like a lot of our heritage and sacred spots are being taken away. Um, what can we do to prevent that from happening? Yeah, so um, I guess the first thing is to get people engaged. Um, it's been a really amazing campaign so far. We've got a lot of support from the local community. So we're having a rally this evening if people want to come along. It's at 5.45 um, this evening at the Footscray Town Hall, which is at the Maribyrnong Council offices. Um, so we really want to show them that the community um, is, you know, gathering together and we don't want this, um, what we think is a ridiculous plan. Um, and the other thing that we're really encouraging people to do is to write into council. Council um, have basically conducted a really, really shonky consultation process where they keep changing the goalposts. And so mm. we think that their approach to consultation is to keep asking the questions in different ways uh, and in different forums until they get the answer that they want um, because they just keep changing the way they got, they're doing it. Um, but we're encouraging everyone to um, send in a written um, submission. It can be as simple as an email um, telling the council that they think that it's a bad idea and that they don't want it. Um, we've got a website, which is davefootscraypark.com, uh, which has the information for people if they want to put in a submission. Um, it tells them how to do it, and there's even a draft submission if they want to use that. Mm. And just one last thing. Um, the song, Save Footscray Park by um, the Footscray Kid, I think. How did that song yeah. um, come about? And can you, can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, so the Footscray Kid uh, is a local uh, Footscray person um, who's an artist. And, um, yeah, this really inspired him to get together um, not only this song but a film clip. Um, I personally just think it's so great and so adorable. Um, it covers off on all of the issues that we're dealing with in the lyrics, which I think there's a lot of different issues. Um, and, you know, this is one of the things that I think is really, um, you know, being in a, in a grassroots movement is kind of exhausting, I have to admit. It's taken a lot of effort from a lot of people. Um, but it's just so invigorating to see different people come to the campaign with different um, skills and attributes. And I just really love that um, the Footscray Kid has got this together and uh, made us our first official protest song, which is really exciting. Mm, oh, my God. And the video is so cute as well of, like, locals holding up banners, as we were saying earlier in the show, and just, like, really getting behind the spirit. It's really good to see. It's adorable, right? Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gemma. Thanks for having me. Um, so if you are interested in protecting Footscray Park, which you should be, there's a rally on tonight that starts at 5.45, and it's at starts at Footscray Town Hall um, and the address for that is 61 Napier Street, Footscray. Kudjur Terry Lady and we have on the line with us Paul Sutton who is the lead organiser from OHS Reps and he is here to talk all about safety and ways we can arrive home safely. Welcome to Tuesday Breakfast, Paul. And Paul will be with us shortly. Tune in, dig deep and clean up by purchasing some fantastic discounted gardening books from 3CR's online garden store. 
We have books on water-wise gardening, organic vegetables, roses, climbers and creepers and even clematis. It's easy. Just go to our website. Take two. Welcome to Tuesday Breakfast, Paul. Paul? Uh, Paul will be back with us, hopefully. We're just having a little issue. It's not too late to donate. It's not too late to donate. It's not too late to donate to 3CR Radiothon 94198377. Or WhatsApp 9419 8377. Or check our website 3cr.org.au. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. 3CR's Radical Radio book is now on sale for just $30. You can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history on sale for just $30. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. See, that's the beauty of radio. You never know what will happen. Welcome to Tuesday Breakfast, Paul. How are you? Uh, we're, I'm very good. I'm a lot better now that we have you on air. Um, okay, first up, can you tell us about Safety Net Journal? The Safety Net Journal. So the Safety Net Journal is a roughly weekly uh, email newsletter that we put out to to people who follow it. It basically has within it, we like to ensure it has a, the latest updates on, on all things OHS, mm. um, but also... Um, in particular, you know, we focus on OHS that, um, and the union movement, mm-hmm. so where unions have been active uh, and, and getting wins on health and safety or facing health and safety issues. We like to make sure that they're they're highlighted in Safety Net. And finally, we also keep an eye on what goes on overseas in health and safety. So quite often, you can get a, a bit of an update of what's going on in England or Europe or America or elsewhere in the world. Yeah, and I was on the Safety Net Journal um, online page. And there's a lot going on, but in terms of the biggest issues at the moment currently facing workers, what do you think that is? There's a variety of issues, I would say. It depends what industry you're in, really. Um, I think it's fair to say that across the board, psychosocial uh, hazards uh, are increasing in workplaces. And what is that exactly, sorry? Yeah, so a psychosocial hazard is one uh, is a hazard that can cause a psychological injury. Um, quite commonly, uh, bullying is a, a common one. Another one is uh, stress. So quite often, people are put under workloads that are unrealistic, um, which creates um, stress and anxiety and can psychologically harm people. So, mm-hmm. what we see through things like workers' comp. Um, workers' compensation data is that um, 
psychological injuries are rising, um, which obviously means that that our workplaces are becoming, you know, the our psychosocial hazards are increasing mm. in our workplaces, basically. So that that one's across the board. Right. Um, we've also noticed a flare-up of um, silica-related issues here in Victoria. This one is nationwide. It's to do with um, the fake the engineered stone bench tops that everyone loves to have in their kitchen. Uh, they look fantastic, but they're really dangerous for workers. They have an extremely high content of crystalline silica, and a disease that used to affect um, tradies in their 50s and 60s is now affecting stonemasons in their late 20s and early 30s. So mm. it's, um, it's it's really tragic. It's killing people really early. It's, it's not good at all. Yeah. And when it comes to that, but also psycho... What was it that you said, sorry? Psychosocial. Psychosocial. Wow, that's a mouthful. When it comes to that, what do you think are the biggest hurdles... Um, in terms of um, asking for help and so on? So the, the biggest hurdle on the psychosocial risks really is, uh, I guess, from a legal perspective, what we call managerial prerogative. So em- employers don't want to relinquish their ability to um, load work onto people, basically, in mm. our ca- capitalist system. Um, so that's that's the sort of major stumbling block facing people. But with any health and safety issue, workers can rely on the Occupational Health and Safety Act. So this is the Victorian Act that applies in nearly all Victorian workplaces. Uh, And it it basically says, Section 21 says that the employer has a duty to provide a a workplace that is safe and without risk to health. Mm. So under that duty, we say employers have to take action to address all hazards, including psychosocial hazards. Mm. And let's say we have a listener right now um, tuned in and sort of, for whatever reason, can't go to their boss or can't receive help from their um, co-workers. What's the next step? Where can they where can they get help? Yeah, you know, if that person is in a union, I would recommend that they call their union. Um, so most unions uh, have people trained in health and safety and are able to assist trying to resolve issues in the workplace. That's always the first step, call your union. Um, if you're not in a union, join one. Um, but also you can contact WorkSafe. So uh, WorkSafe, they have inspectors who go out and address issues in, in workplaces. It can take a little while for them to get out depending on the severity of the issue. Um, but you can always give WorkSafe a call. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Paul. Not a problem. From every corner of the land, womankind arise! Women on the Line, a current affairs program devoted to women's voices, covering a diversity of women's interests and hearing women's perspectives on current affairs. Erosion of human rights leads directly and inevitably to erosion of human security. We do not accept the denial of our right because the right to have a say over our country is our life. Women on the Line. Tune in on Mondays at 8.30am and Wednesdays at 6am on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. And streaming live at 3cr.org.au.
You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio with Ayan and myself, Anya. Very much missing Zoya and George, but they'll be back soon. That was the song Aboriginal Land by Nadina Dixon. Beautiful, beautiful song. Um, also a good reminder that we are on Aboriginal land all the time. Um, we would like to say a huge thank you to all our guests who joined us this morning. We had Asia from IRL InfoShop talking about this solidarity brunch that's happening this Saturday. The brunch uh, is a beautiful community space for people to come together, but it's also raising funds for the Free Her campaign, which was uh, a campaign originally started by Debbie Kilroy from Sisters Inside. Um, the campaign is raising money to free um, women from prison who are there for you know really unfair reasons like unpaid fines um, and mostly Aboriginal women uh, as we know that's a problem in this country and then we talked to Gemma Caffarella from Say Footscray Park campaign um, about the campaign about Footscray Park about greed of corporations in general there's a rally happening tonight in relation to that campaign starts at 5.45 um, at Footscray Park and finally we talked to Paul um, from OHS Reps. That's right. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us to, to all our guests. Thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to us week after week. Yay. And uh, we'll be back next week with even more radical content. Yay. And let's finish the episode with a song by D-Boy and Jimba called Work That. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.